even with back-to-back losses against Cincinnati here, the Giants have the second best record in baseball going back all the way to May 1st, but they've done it with what Weighted Runs Created Plus says is a below average overall offense, although they've scored the 10th most runs. So they have been clutch, reliant on clutch hits, and are they too reliant on clutch hitting? We'll get into it next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already and hit that subscribe button as well. Coming up on today's show, yes, we are going to discuss a little bit like the fact that the Giants lost these last two games in Cincinnati with a continuing theme about the offense because consistently they have had trouble and they have had trouble against starting pitchers. They have had trouble early in games. This isn't really like looking to me like a fluky thing. It's just kind of like a continuing pattern. And we saw it today against the pitcher Abbott. And the day prior, the Giants only got two runs. So they ended up with just three runs across the final two games, one and a half runs a game. That's not going to do it. So no surprise that they lost them both. And on uh, in the third game of the series on Wednesday evening, The Giants were not clutch. They had a couple of situations, second and third, one out, and then bases loaded, nobody out. And out of both of those situations, they ended up with a grand total of one run. And so what what this kind of means is that they're not like consistently setting the table. It's more like when they've had opportunities, they've come through more than the average team by a lot. And in fact, they've been one of the most clutch teams in baseball, if not number one, especially going back to May 1st. So I like to go to May 1st for a couple reasons. Number one, it's a long time ago. We're almost three months removed from May 1st. And so uh, it's not like we're just cherry picking here. Number two, when we're talking about offense, May 1st was right after the Mexico City series. That the, the last day in April was the last game of that two-game series in Mexico City. And so that kind of skewed the numbers. The Giants hit a lot of home runs there. I'd really like to be able to remove those games generally from the overall season numbers, just pluck them out and see, because that it does skew it a little bit. But like I said, the Giants are tied for the 10th most runs in baseball since May 1st. However, By weighted runs created plus, which is an all-encompassing offensive metric, 100 is league average. The Giants are at 97 since May 1st, which ranks 20, or excuse me, 19th in Major League Baseball. And so to be 19th in this number and to play at a pitcher-friendly park, yet to be 10th in runs tells you that it doesn't totally add up in a good way. I mean, these, these wins are in the bank. 
right? So you can't take them away from the Giants, but it potentially, when you're projecting forward, you can't necessarily rely on that going forward. And so, I mean, just to be clear here, like the Washington Nationals are a tick above the Giants offensively in this number, and the Nationals are not good. The Nationals have one of the worst records in the league. That just happens to be where the Giants are going next. The Nationals are... Uh, 38 and 58, they've scored 403 runs compared to the Giants 451. And these numbers, by the way, don't include the Thursday morning game. These are through Wednesday night. But when we look at the clutch kind of numbers, we are going to pull up uh, the Giants in clutch situations. So Fangraphs has a way of sorting high leverage situations. So since May 1st, the Giants offense in what Fangraphs categorizes as high leverage situations. We said the overall offense since May 1st, they have a 97 weighted runs created plus 100 is average. The Giants have a 135 weighted runs created plus in high leverage situations since May 1st, hitting 316, 316 batting average, 390 on base, 497 slugging, a 182 isolated power, which is in high leverage situations, that ranks eighth. Whereas in kind of normal leverage situations, the Giants are like 20th or something in this isolated power number. So the power just hasn't really been there as much as you would like. But man, I mean, the clutch hitting, like I said, these wins are in the bank, the way that they've been able to have the second best record in baseball since May 1st. They're 43 and 27 since May 1st, counting today. And that is, in fact, uh, the second best record. Only the Braves have a better record since that time. And so when we look at, okay, how about in low leverage or medium leverage? I'll actually combine low and medium. I'm able to do that with fan graphs. And in low and medium leverage situations combined, the Giants have a 93 weighted runs created plus, hitting just 240 with a 317 on base and 381 slugging. That ranks 23rd out of 30 teams. So second in high leverage situations and 23rd in low and medium leverage situations combined. Just to make sure there's no other craziness going on. I'll just look at low leverage and the Giants rank 23rd with a 90 weighted runs created plus. And looking at just medium leverage situations, the Giants rank 23rd with a 97 weighted runs created plus. So they're at their worst by this metric weighted runs created plus. In low leverage situations, they're, I mean, in terms of ranking, they're the same 23rd in both, but a 90 10% below average offensively in low leverage situations, 3% below average in medium leverage situations, and what did I say? 35% above average in high leverage situations. So yes, when I'm looking forward ahead, I'm thinking you cannot always rely on that. And I'm not saying that they will and or that they expect to. I'm just saying like you get games like today and yesterday where you're just not producing a lot offensively and you're not always going to have great success in those situations. And so what do the Giants do about it? Because they've got players getting injured and the trade deadline is coming up. And so, you know, they have an opportunity ahead of them to do something to address the offense. But right now, players continue to drop like flies. Brandon Crawford. 
is one of them. We'll get into what happened and what what are the Giants going to do at the shortstop position in just a minute. And before we do, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, here we go. We're going to get into the Giants' offense continuing to lose players, and they're they're running further and further into their depth chart, and guys have injuries that haven't even put them on the IL but have prevented them from playing, and then we've got a, in, we've got a stomach bug so man giants are just beat up they've been beat up all year thanks again for making locked in giants your first listen every day every dayers tomorrow on the show we're going to be doing a mailbag episode i'm going to look over the ones i have left over and make sure there's enough there and the, the questions are still relevant and if they're not then we're going to put out a prompt on twitter tonight so look out for that potentially and definitely a mailbag coming tomorrow so yes Brandon Crawford to the injured list with this knee issue that has been bothering him last season and now this season as well. It's left knee inflammation. It's a 10-day injured list, and they recalled David VR in a corresponding move. And, and because J.D. Davis has been dealing with a stomach bug, he missed the last two games, and David VR, he came up in one of those big situations I was mentioning. And so that could have been the difference between winning and losing that game, having David VR come up with runners on second and third and nobody out uh, in in the third game of this series. And VR struck out. And then Brett Wisely also struck out uh, in a strike him out, throw him out double play to end that inning. So, yeah, I mean, David VR has just not produced this season it's very unfortunate uh, for the team and for him of course but that's just what's going on right now and Brett Wisely is seeing a lot of playing time they were very complimentary of Wisely on the broadcasts and I agree with their assessment that the at-bat quality has been better but at the end of the day he hasn't really done much with the bat he's just he's having better at bats and he's seeing more pitches he saw a ton of pitches in one of the games 35 pitches the most a giant had seen since like in a 9 inning game since like 2018 so uh that's a positive but you're just not getting the impact of you know a Tyro Estrada and so they don't have Tyro at second base. They don't have Brandon Crawford at short. Even when they have Brandon Crawford at short, he has struggled this season. And it's a continuation of last season when he also struggled at the plate. So, yeah, I mean, Crawford is hitting just 207 with a 285 on base, 333 slugging. It's about 30% below average offense. And last year, he was close to 15% below average offensively. And so this is the last year of Crawford's contract. There isn't a definite answer, although Marco Luciano, as we discussed on one of our shows this week, 
was just promoted to AAA. And so could Marco Luciano become an option at some point in the not too distant future? He could. He definitely could. And that's where the Giants are at right now is that they are going to be trying guys out if the guys who are filling in aren't producing. And right now, not only has Brett Wisely had better quality at bats, but so has Casey Schmidt. And then defensively, both of those guys, Schmidt and Wisely, have done just an, a really nice job defensively. Uh, I think Wisely like played a huge role in the 11-10 to 10 win that they had in Game 2. And defensively, in turning that double play, he slipped on the base and still managed to make a somewhat decent throw over to first that was dug out by Wilmer Flores. Casey Schmidt at short, I've seen some impressive things from him. The arm definitely plays. But at the end of the day, neither of those guys has hit enough to warrant being in the lineup every single day. And so when you look ahead to the trade deadline, which is very quickly coming upon us here, we are significantly less than two weeks away. It's two weeks from Tuesday from last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, August 1st. And so, yeah, the Giants, you know, for a long time, we're talking about starting pitching, and I still think that they could definitely afford to add a starter. In, in fact, I would argue that they probably should. And I mean, what's crazy, I wanted to mention this too, is that since May 1st, like I said, they have the second best record in the majors. And I want to add to that that they have the second best earned run average in the majors at 3.55 and so that is nothing to sleep on and I I kind of this is where I first went down this rabbit hole was by saying that it really has been pitching in defense because I was looking at that weighted runs created plus but it's really I mean the cliche I've I've often pushed back against it pitching defense and timely hitting people saying that's what the Giants are like in 2021 when they won 107 games people would still say that but it was like not just timely hitting it was like really good offense but this year it hasn't overall been really good offense it's been it has been the timely hitting and so it's a good formula if you can just keep that up it generally has worked and that's why they are where they are record wise and in the standings and all that but I mean it I, to me that was a mild surprise to see that they had the second best ERA in the majors since May first. So the pitching, despite having only two starters really that they could totally rely on in Webb and Cobb, and even today Cobb didn't have a good start at all in Cincinnati. So I don't know. I could definitely see the need for another strong starter to group with. Webb and Cobb, especially when you're looking at a potential playoff series. You don't want to only have two guys you can trust. That that could be a recipe for failure. And so I could see the need definitely for a starting pitcher, despite them being good at run prevention over the last almost three months. And by the way, the fielding independent pitching backs that up. They have the second best fielding independent pitching in the majors. And so over that span since May 1st. So yeah, and defensively, they've been good as well. And that's something I just want to keep saying is like people were so worried about the defense, but it just really hasn't been a problem this year. And so just goes to show you, we don't always know what's going to happen. I thought they would be at least average defensively, and they've been better than that. I don't have like the total season numbers pulled up, but I know they're in the top five or so by 
a lot of different metrics defensively. It depends on what you look at, but they've it really hasn't been a problem. And since May 1st, according to Fangraphs, this metric called defensive runs above average, which incorporates a lot of different components of a lot of different defensive metrics and also applies positional value, taking into account that different positions are more or less valuable than others, they've been fifth best with about four runs above average defensively of value. So anyway, it has been pitching, defense, and really clutch hitting that has led the Giants to the second best record since May 1st. But if it's not sustainable, do they need to trade for a bat? So we will have that conversation momentarily and first. All right, as promised, do the San Francisco Giants need to trade for a bat? They have scored, they're tied with, I think it's the Astros for the 10th most runs scored since May 1st. And again, we could look back. I just happened to have May 1st pulled up like as a date I wanted to discuss today, but I don't want it. I'm not just cherry picking the date. It's, uh, you know, excluding Mexico City was a big motivation to just kind of look at. And it's almost three months, so it's not a small sample, really. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow, like I said, a mailbag edition of the show. Going to be some questions about the trade deadline. I anticipate that for sure. And so looking forward to that tomorrow. But do the Giants, we, we first need to have the conversation. Do the Giants need to trade for a bat at the deadline? We've discussed the potential need uh, for a starting pitcher, but it's becoming more and more clear to me that an impact bat would be really, really nice for the Giants because I don't know. I really, I think that they have the depth to, they've, like I, I was saying, they don't consistently set the table, but I think having like an impact bat in the middle of it all would just go a long way for the Giants. But there really aren't that many impact bats available. Maybe Shohei Otani. We don't even know if he's going to be available. And if he was available, it's going to take a lot to get him. And then is that even wise, given that he's just a two-month rental? And beyond Shohei Otani, if you look at like MLB trade rumors and their top 50 trade candidates, there really aren't almost any guys who match up as a fit for the Giants because I think that their biggest need right now is in the middle infield because like I said Crawford and Estrada are out Crawford has not been great when he's been out there and you do think about next year when you don't have Crawford under contract anymore and there there isn't a good free agent class of shortstops so yes Marco Luciano is a possibility And I think that we probably do see him at some point in part because they want to see what they have in Luciano and is he their shortstop next year. But you could look at some trade possibilities who are shortstops like Paul DeYoung. Others have mentioned him. I've been hesitant to kind of name him as a fit. But the more I look at the potential trade market that's out there right now, the more I think I would take Paul DeYoung because He's a good defensive shortstop, and frankly, he's at this stage of his career pretty arguably a better hitter than Brandon Crawford. He's close to league average offensively and above average defensively. And Crawford, I mean, when they were going to sign Carlos Correa, they were planning to move Crawford to other positions. And so you could get a Paul DeYoung 
from the Cardinals who are having a bad year and they've got kind of a log jam. I've said I like Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals, but he would cost a lot more. Uh, he, he's got multiple years of team control. He's a better player, more dynamic, lots of speed, can play multiple positions. I think he's a better fit for the Giants, but I also think the Cardinals want to hold on to him. But I don't know. Paul DeYoung, he does make some sense, and largely because he's one of the only guys who seemingly is out there in that middle infield mix who I I don't know. There's there's other guys who are out there who are like just defensive players and don't do much of anything with the bat. And I think that what the Giants could use is honestly an impact bat somewhere, but I don't know that that's really there. Paul DeYoung is not necessarily an impact bat, but he could help that middle infield with just more of a known commodity versus what they have in Schmidt and Wisely right now. But if you also want to try out Marco Luciano in the not-too-distant future, that would sure be interesting as well. But in general, um, I see the need. I see the need for a bat. You've got Bailey, Wade, Estrada, Crawford, J.D. Davis. I'm thinking of the full-strength team. Mitch Haniger, Mike Yastrzemski, Michael Conforto. So there's not really a lot of room if they're at full strength, but the one spot is like shortstop where... Yes, you've got the franchise icon in Crawford, but if you could find a guy who could play there, given that Crawford has seemingly a chronic knee issue at this point, someone who could, though, play other positions like second and outfield would be ideal. And that's where I land on Tommy Edmond. He's not an impact bat, but he's an impact kind of like runner and base dealer. And he's also solid with the bat. I mean, the dude has... Last year, he had 13 homers and 32 stolen bases. Strikeout rate is low, which is another thing that the Giants could use. I think a guy who makes a little bit more consistent contact. And yeah, by man, by these metrics, Edmund was worth about eight runs above average, eight and a half on the bases alone last year, and 18.6 runs above average as a defender. 5.6 fan graphs wins above replacement. He's currently hurt with a wrist thing. He's got seven uh, homers and 14 steals. Has only been caught once. So that's the kind of dynamic player. And he also plays short, second, and outfield. So if you could find a way to get this guy, I know he's currently hurt, but to me, like in terms of available, potentially available players, maybe he's not at all available, but I think the Cardinals have to be open-minded. They'd probably want a pitcher in return. And I don't know exactly who, or if the Giants really have, I mean, maybe like a Kyle Harrison type, to be honest, because Edmund, he's under team control through 2025. So you'd get him for this year with a modest $4.2 million salary. And you'd also be getting those two more years of arbitration eligibility. And he he went to Stanford, I believe. Yeah, I'm almost positive. And he's only 28 years old. I don't know if he's from the Bay Area, but I believe he went to Stanford. And so anyway, I'm probably just on a pipe dream right now with Edmund. And this year hasn't been the best for him. But And maybe Harrison is a stretch there. But I don't know that who's the next... You know, Carson Wisenhunt, maybe it might be worth considering and the Cardinals need pitching. And so anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. Let me know if you have any other ideas. It's 
people name names, but you have to think about who's actually available. And given how bad the Cardinals have been, I think they have to be open-minded to all possibilities. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, mailbag. So maybe look out on Twitter for a prompt this evening at Ben Kaspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance. And thanks to everyone who's done so already. Cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.